Welcome to the Maxwell Project. This is a weekly show about content creation, tech and lifestyle. I'm your host Max and now let's start the show. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the Maxwell Project episode number 18 and as we discussed in episode 16 this will be one of those episodes with Miguel aka Lugim Tech where we talk about tech and other stuff that are new. Welcome Miguel, how are you doing? Thank you for having me today. How are you doing Max? I'm actually pretty good. Yeah. The um, the release week of the MacBook with the M1 processor has started. Um, and yeah, you got your iPhone, I got my iPhone, we're both happy. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. I'm actually pretty excited for the M1 and what's coming mm -hmm. in the future. I do think, I do have some comments on that mm -hmm. and I do have some opinions and things that I think are yeah. going to happen in the future. And listen, I am loving my iPhone 12. There's nothing I have noticed so far that I dislike about it. That's Other than the fact that there's the MagSafe and the charger didn't come in there. I think the MagSafe should have been in the box. Yes, it should have been. But, uh, well, you can't have everything. <clears throat> right? That's that's the Apple way. Yeah, that's the Apple way. Um, <laughs> so you had some time with your iPhone. I had, like, about a month with mine. Um, what's, for you, the biggest upside um, if you compare to the previous iPhone 11? or other iPhones. So I come from the SX Max and one of the biggest upsides with this iPhone so far is the camera. All right. Real talk is I normally don't record videos on my phone. I I never thought that it was capable of recording something comparable to my DSLR, well my my mirrorless camera. I have a Sony. But realistically Right now, with the uh, image sensor civilization that comes on it, with uh, with all of those new features in Adobe um, video color grading, this is just perfect. I have been recording a couple of videos. It's super stable, I have to admit. And uh, I'm in love with the camera. Also, the whole feel on the phone, it's amazing. The it flat is. edges, that's all I needed. That's perfect phone. Um I took, I went to the Apple store yesterday on Wednesday and I had a brief conversation with one of the Apple employees and he um he he didn't have an iPhone 12 he was I think on the 10s probably wow um and you know he was just so excited about the future and he was not only working at, at Apple but he was just as enthusiastic as every other fanboy on Instagram or YouTube is. And um, he was, <laughs> he, you know, we talked about the M1 and the first generation of the M1 and then um, how, uh, how the iPhones have evolved, how the Macs have evolved and everything. And it was, a, it was a fun conversation. And he was like, um, you know, what they, what you can do with the phone now and what you will be able to do with your M1 or your Apple Silicon Max in the future, it's just going to be crazy. The, the, the performance upgrade is just nuts. Yeah, I think the, the iPhone right now is the perfect content creator's uh, device. device. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say it is 
you have this um, this new microphone on the phone. It sounds like I'm using one of those, you know, high quality microphones. Mm-hmm. That's it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, the way it captures the audio. You also have that really good camera. Yes. So, for me, who don't like to be dealing with the with the DSLR to do my videos, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a deal breaker, especially for people who have the M1 and have that strong processing power and all of that. But I have some reservations about the M1. Yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about the M1 later uh, because I might have gotten one yesterday. <laughs> oh, um, so that's what the sneak peek was. Yeah was the sneak peek um but uh, <laughs> still about the iphone and um there's four iphone models you have the pro line and the regular line and what i s- said like a couple of weeks ago the 12 mini is like the hot cake everyone wants the mini it's like the perfect blend between the iphone 4s 4 4s and like 5 and then you know the new generation with a f- um with the all screen technology all screen display and everything and yeah. i think that one will be even next year with the 13 if they have the mini it will be you know the most uh valuable phone for for apple i think i think apple will most definitely be releasing another mini next year mm-hmm. and that is just due to the fact that the mini is taking off and i don't think there is any there's not many phone makers out there who are making a flagship like mini device yeah. like everything is huge yes you're so, right i put it there yep and um what i what i said to the employee last night um it's it's not only that apple is kind of doing doing it the right way but they listened to the people and they moved away from being so like stoic and egotistical to this like almost customer oriented company you know they um they moved back to the flat edges they made the perfect iphone 5 um successor with the 12 mini they um you know they 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 just they tailor their products more towards the customer and i think there will be people that that will say otherwise but right now um with everything with the whole product line you have a pro version and then you have the regular version. So there's something for everyone's budget. And I think that's very important. That's true. And I think Apple posts a really strong dilemma right now because for many people out there, you can get the, I think it's the SE plus the iPad Air, not the latest one, the previous generation or the regular one, I believe, an iPad Air plus the chargers plus the MagSafe and everything for $13.99. Yeah. And uh, that is exactly the price of an iPhone uh, of 12 Pro <laughs> with uh, max spec. I was like, wow, that's like the perfect budget choice yeah. in a really strong dilemma. What do you think about that? Mm, I think um, they make it easier for people with with uh, not a strong financial background to get a taste of the Apple ecosystem. If you take the uh, Apple Watch SE, the iPhone SE, um, even even if it's just an iPhone 8 or something like that, um, then the regular iPad. I think it's the iPad 8 or 9 at the moment. Um, yeah. With a touch uh, with a um, touch ID, home button, um, and then you have you know you have maybe the MacBook Air 
whether it's the M1 or the Intel chip, but that would run you around two grand and you have like the whole nine yards. You have everything. You have a laptop, you have the, you have a tablet, a phone and a watch and you're hooked up for at least three, four years. And that's important because that is Apple technically expanding their market to people who can't pay 1300 for one phone, but yeah. can pay that same amount for five more devices or yes. three more devices with the accessories. Mm -hmm. So I think that is perfect. That is exactly what you said with them, you know, thinking about their customers yeah. and probably reaching out a different market because before not everyone had a thousand dollars for a phone. No, but no. now, now they're doing it. And so, yeah, go on. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just about to say, you know, if, if you look at students, um, they, they might be, they go to university, they have their phone probably on a two year contract. Um, that might be yeah. already an iPhone and then they need something to, to work with during university or college or whatever it is. Um, then they get the educational, uh, deal on Apple. They may, might get the Apple watch SE for Christmas and then they buy themselves an iPad and boom, there you go. There you got the deal. Yeah. You know, that is perfect. I think when it comes to expanding the Apple market, they have done it the right way, mm -hmm. especially this year with the upgrade deals where like you turn straight in your old device and you get credit. That's what I did. I am, I'm actually only paying about 700 for my phone, for my iPhone 12, which to me is perfect mm -hmm. because I'm likely going to be saving some serious money throughout the year. But you know, that's just Apple making it easier for us to upgrade and for us to do all of those addition extra things. Yeah. And I think they they now cashing in on what they said like six or seven years ago. I think it was when they first announced the iPhone six or seven when they said Apple is like the people's company where everyone can afford, you know, an Apple device. And technically they were right. You know, they had the iPad mini two at that time i think and like the the regular ipad air which were pretty affordable um but yeah not everyone could afford the iphone 7 or 7 plus at that time that you know the 6 even at that point was still pretty pretty expensive um but now they they go from still good specs and high quality premium hardware to all the way to pro prosumers and and pros with the Mac Pro, iMac Pro and even the 16-inch Mac Pro, MacBook Pro. That's correct. I think when Apple released their their first iPhone that seemed to be a little cheaper. I think it was the iPhone 5C. Yes. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. I used to joke about it. I used to say that it was the iPhone 5 cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> that was the joke running around because uh, realistically, we couldn't afford the most expensive one. I remember mm -hmm. my friend had one of those and it was essentially a great device. And yes. that was being to the fact that I think it had the same internals as their previous uh, five iPhone because it was a five when they released the 5C when they released the 5S, yeah. I believe. Correct. And it was the same internals as the regular five, but hey, it's way cheaper, mm -hmm. so why not? <laughs> yep. So I think Apple has definitely found a way to introduce and test out the whole cheaper market and see how it goes. And that's they're, they're killing it right now. Yep, agreed. Um, 
Yeah, and that's that's what you know. There's nothing to hate about Apple for outsiders. You know, you're if, right. if you're in the ecosystem, there's still stuff you can bitch about. <laughs> um, for me, yeah. one of the main issues is if you if you use iCloud Drive and you hook it up with your MacBook, it still downloads everything, um, and you can't undownload it from iCloud Drive. That so it doesn't take up any storage uh, or uh, disk space on your SSD. Um, so yeah, that's annoying. That's annoying, but you know, even with I've been on the Big Sur Big Sur beta for almost all of the time, and I had no issues. I uh, except with Catalina before last year, it was a nightmare. And Big Sur, even in the beta, <laughs> worked pretty well. And I'm saying this while we had technical difficulties before we started this recording with you and Big Sur. But um, yeah, we just did. Yeah, but even even with iOS. 13 or 12 13 and 14 the betas were betas were extremely stable and no issues or, or stuff like that so they 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 came a long way i would say i think I'll, I'll give that to them too it was impressive because i remember having the ios 13 beta at the very beginning and it was the definition of trash every time i tried to send a message it would disappear or like it went down in some kinds of way but mm -hmm. that was of course years back and now they're trying to release more stable mm -hmm. uh you know better beta beta software so i think i think that's did great you just say, i think it went well this year did you just say ios 13 or do you mean 11 13 yeah because with 13 Wait. i had no, ex uh, uh, no issues with it was 11. one of them 11 was bad 11 was so bad i had the so it might have been 11. I remember it was probably a year or two ago. Now that would be... Last year would be... 13. I was having some serious issues. Well, maybe we have I had an experience. iPhone 7 at the time. Maybe we had different Yeah, I had an iPhone 7. Okay, that's fine. That's there fine. you go. Yeah. Um, and then last night, um, while I was at the Apple store, I hinted it uh, on Instagram a little. I got me two things. I wanted to get four, but the other two weren't in stock. Um, so I have to wait for my HomePod Mini for December. And if I would have ordered one now, delivery time would be January. And that's pretty bad. I hate it. That is pretty bad. But um, I got the MagSafe wallet, which is extremely nice. Um, it fits premium. It fits probably Ooh. two, maybe three cards, but it works best with one for me, as you can see. You, know, can, you, can, <laughs> you can just... Swoop it in and out, um, and then I, on uh, during the beginning of the week, I sold my MacBook Pro 16-inch, and I took okay. and I took a leap of faith, and I got me the MacBook Air with the M1. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. How how did, have you been using it? I've been using it since last night, um, and last night I just set it up, but. You know, and whatever I'm doing, everything is, whatever app I'm starting, it's instantly up and running. It's crazy. Wow. Um, still at the beginning. I haven't done any productivity work. I haven't done any Final Cut editing. Um, currently, I'm using Logic, and it's totally silent. There's nothing while the MacBook Pro 16-inch would have gotten the fans running like crazy. It would have been really noisy yeah. right now. But this one, it's not even warm. There's nothing. 
nothing. <laughs> you see, that's uh, my MacBook gets uh, really loud. I have mm -hmm. the Pro, but I have to admit, I have a Intel i5, I believe, mm -hmm. and that thing is from like 2014, mid 2014. Mm -hmm. So, realistically, you know, it's bound to be loud. But yeah. my my thing sounds like an airplane taking off. <laughs> it's it's it gets really loud. Yeah. You know, a PlayStation when. Mm -hmm. When, when you've been playing for a long time, just yeah. like that. Oh, so, earlier last night when I was installing the Big Zor, uh, whatever it is, I hope I pronounce it right, <laughs> my MacBook sounded like it was going to blow up and it got stuck in the same process for a long time. And that is where processing power makes a huge difference. And this is what I'm thinking. I need to make a change to either M1 or to the new MacBooks, but mm -hmm. here's the question that I'm really putting out there for everyone who is thinking of buying that. How are you deciding what to get? Because in my opinion, the way I see it and the way I'm thinking is, if I'm going to get an M1, I need to wait a couple of months, a couple of weeks at least. I'm, I'm planning on getting an M1 if I do. It has to be after like March or June next mm -hmm. year. And the reason being is because there are so many apps that are still running through Rosetta. So it's essentially the same thing as uh, as using the regular Intel devices. Yep. The only problem is the processing power on the M1 is ridiculously higher, so you don't see a difference. Mm -hmm. You get it? So that's really how are you deciding which one you're going to get? Yeah. Um, agreed. And I, when I downloaded the Creative Cloud from Adobe uh, and I installed Photoshop, uh, Lightroom and Lightroom Classic, it said that it's um, still running like a port of the Intel version. And only the only app from Adobe that is like M1 prepared is the Creative Cloud app, and that's still in beta. Um, so there, there are no performance upgrades or improvements with that. Um, the Apple apps that I use yeah. are Final Cut, uh, Final Cut Logic, compressor motion and then the stock apps and they've been pretty pretty nice so there's like almost no waiting time or loading time it's like boom you click it it's on it's running you can do whatever you want that's amazing yeah. and that's really what i'm looking forward to the same response as the mm -hmm. iphone where if i click the screen pan everything is instantly on yes. that's what i want on my mac because yep. my current mac it's it's a total but <laughs> The goal is to, you know, to get that processing power. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. I'm looking forward to um, doing an M1, M1 upgrade. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, here's who I think should get the M1. Here's who I think shouldn't. So if for people who are going to be using niche apps like me, for example, well, not necessarily like me, but people who have apps that are necessarily, that are not huge, that are like designed for specific tasks on the mm -hmm. on the Mac, I think those people shouldn't get it. So they shouldn't get the M1, at least not yet. Yeah. But like from an in, for everyone indie developer, else, like from indie developer who needs to upgrade it on his own or you know, exactly recode it basically. Exactly. So that's exactly who shouldn't get it, and exactly mm -hmm. who should get it is pretty much everyone else. Because essentially things are going to change. <laughs> essentially things are going to change. And look at you. You're loving it. And that's just the M1. I'm actually pretty excited for what com can come after that. Yeah. So For the high-end computers. Let me, let me give you my thought, thought process why I wanted to have the M1 chip, whether it was the MacBook Air 
Um, I contemplated getting the MacBook Pro, um, but there was no real upside for me besides um, between the baseline model of the Pro and the Air is like one graphics of one GP, GPU core. Um, the Air comes with seven activated, the Pro with eight. But um, wow. for me, the only thing that would gotten me to get the Pro would be four USB-C ports, but both had two and I, it wasn't worth the money to spend like 250 bucks more to get the Pro well, while I basically have the same performance besides the RAM. But I don't do that many uh, process, uh, RAM, uh, RAM heavy you know, processes or apps. Processing, yeah, yeah. It's it's mostly for me. It's like productivity, and that's still fine with eight gigs. Um, and um, I I wanted to kind of make the switch as early as I can, so I have like the least powerful hard hardware from the first gen. So if you know the second or third or fourth gen of these Apple Silicon processors come out. I will be completely adapted to it and my workflow is completely adapted to it and I don't have to make any changes in the future. So um, I might have some hiccups here and there for the beginning, but when it's all up and running in like a year or two, I'm good to go. That makes total sense and I agree with that. I think I think the next step for me really is I will consider the M1. Mm-hmm. Like I said, for the next time, but I'm definitely trying to see if they're going to drop um, any top of the line devices with the M1 mm-hmm. next year. Sometime around, you know, sometime around, like, I guess, when is it that they do the next event? Is it February? Probably March. Or later than that? March. Yeah, March. March. So hopefully, March, they surprise us. Maybe for the uh, WWDC, they surprise us, you know. Mm. Who knows? But. Hopefully we get something new and stronger. I don't think they're they're there yet. I think the pro processors are probably like two or three years out um, because they if if you look at the the Mac Pro or the iMac Pro, even though on you know on paper the M1 is crushing it, but that's under perfect circumstances. Um, but what it, what's going to happen if you have to do like an MKBHD 8K 10-bit raw <laughs> edit? Yeah. Um, I think that will crush the M1 for now. And probably in three years, the silicon is ready to be like a... How many cores were there are? Like maybe 16 <laughs> for, for like an iMac Pro with a redesign? Maybe two years, maybe three years, something like that. I don't think it will happen next year. I think um, in April or in in spring, they will announce a micro LED iPad, uh, probably iPad Pro. Um, Maybe with the new iPad Air, they introduced like touch ID in in your home, uh, in your power button. Maybe that will find its way to the next iPad Pro and then probably next year's iPhone as well. Um, Maybe finger screen of touch ID in the display something like that then this this week came the uh, AirPods 3 rumors which is basically a mix of the AirPods regular and pro version so um, 
You still have AirTags, AirPod Studio. So there's lots of stuff coming out up to, uh, just before summer. So yeah. So I'm some, one of the one of those things that you mentioned that I'm really excited about is the is the fingerprint reading. Mm-hmm. I think they sort of like submitted a patent for using it under the screen. I'm actually more interested on that than I am on Face ID. I did not like the Face ID move, mm-hmm. even though it was cool. Yep. And especially now that we're dealing with, uh, with you know, the whole illness. I don't want to say the name. You know, you know, <laughs> you know what they say about that. Yep. Uh, the whole illness. We're having this issue where our phones can be unlocked. We have to write on it all the time, but the fingerprint would have been amazing right now. So everyone who's running on iPhone seven or anything before that, you are one lucky individual. You're heroes. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the real heroes, frontline workers working our <laughs> finger up. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. So let's talk, about, let's talk a little bit about, um, about Instagram. I mm-hmm. want to, talk i want to rant a little bit about this whole oh upgrade that they're making mm-hmm. to their to their device that like the setup it looks like tiktok now what's going on i haven't used tiktok so i i can't compare but it's they say it's creator friendly i'm totally losing my mind on where to push any buttons it's like i'm yes. lost half the time like for it to be creator friendly, the create the the ad button, the plus sign, mm-hmm. it needs to be fully available, and it's like hidden now. Yes, it is. So, so bad, man. I'm trying to like find a way to. So the, the layout I have at the bottom, mm-hmm. it's uh you know the home, then the search button, which always be in there. Yep. But then then is the reels button and the shopping button. Why do I have a shopping button if it's creator friendly? Yeah. So they're giving me a consumer account, technically. Mm-hmm. Because in that case, they want me to consume content, not to create content. Yep. Absolutely right. I feel but like this I'm is an, just I'm a weird Amazon. way. Just, Am- yeah. Just bad. Just a bad version of Amazon. Where, or maybe it's Wish. <laughs> it's Wish. <laughs> I feel like I'm on Wish. <laughs> it's so bad. You know... You, you know when China released, uh, not China, but some Chinese markets released the fake iPhone back in the day mm-hmm. that ran Android, <laughs> oh, but God. everything looked like the Apple version of it. Yeah. it this is I, I, Instagram to Amazon right now. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I just wanted to, what what did I want to go? Where I want to go? Um, oh, um yeah, it's, um, it's not only Instagram that does moves right now. Um, Twitter just released not tweets, but fleets. It's like the it's the what? same as on Instagram stories or uh, Snapchat. It's you know these oh, apps geez. they become more alike with fe- features like this. You know you have WhatsApp stories, you have Facebook stories, you have Instagram stories. Now you have Twitter fleets, then you have TikTok, you have Snapchat, and you know they all do similar things, and you have to take care of all of them. And, I'm I'm not I'm not buying into it. I'm not on TikTok, I'm not on Snapchat. I Yeah. I'm really on Facebook. I'm only on Instagram and Twitter, but on Twitter I'm mostly just reading and scrolling through the feed. It's just annoying. You have so much content to go through and you can't interact with en- with with everyone. That is true and uh I think the algorithm is changing along with the whole new setup and 
it really is trash. I follow the, I'm part of this Reddit group where it's t- they technically just go over Instagram and we like comment what's happening. Mm-hmm. And one thing that has been happening a lot to us is the fact that now with the new change, if you're not creating reels or viral content, you're not growing. Nope. Yep. So, yeah. So I had this account um, that I use for like posting, sort of like reposting content mm-hmm. and the engagement has dropped drastically. It before one single post would reach about a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand people, mm-hmm. hundred and twenty, a hundred ninety, eighty thousand. Right now, they don't go above forty, and it is because I'm not posting reels. When I post the reels, or when I post two or three reels in a week, it goes up. Yeah, and I'm like, what is happening here? You know, it's it's this whole new algorithm system. I, I don't like it. <laughs> No, it's um, so if you if you're doing this on the side, and um, you're not a full time creator or like a student who can create multiple stories or reels a day, um, it's pretty hard to grow right now. You know, it's it's like you have to take care of reels, IGTV stories, your feed. You have to interact with everyone. You have to to reply to comments. You have to like other people's uh, posts. You have to write a comment over there and over here yeah. and over everywhere. And it's like it's like a shit show. <laughs> it's it is this crazy process, and I'm thinking maybe it might be time to migrate somewhere else. Find another platform. I mean, that's just for me. That's yeah. just me thinking a few days ago. Maybe there is another platform that is better than Instagram. I have not come across one yet. But hopefully there is one platform where we can definitely, uh, you know, create content without the disruption of those types of changes. Because it's not the change itself. It's the type of change that's happening. Yes. And it's kind of um, evolved into something uh like like you know the the jack of all trades youtube youtube is yeah. good is what it at what it does you know cr- cr- providing a platform for creators that are good at creating video content twitch is the platform for you to go if you want to watch a live stream or you want to be a streamer you know um and twitter is like with 140 characters from back in the day it's a short message uh, message uh, short, short message service basically yeah um and then you had snapchat it was like short video clips and instagram or f- the facebook group wanted to be all of that and that's the, that's really the issue they want to be all of it you're totally right about that because then they have the um the tv version of it like mm-hmm. uh, it, i think it's instagram tv then they have reels that's mm-hmm. they got youtube that is tiktok youtube and Snapchat all combined in one single platform. And now you have cross-platform messaging with them, which is by far one of the most confusing and annoying things because they want you to get somehow in another in one of the other platforms. Yes. And I don't know how it is in the US, but WhatsApp is pretty big over here in Europe like for mes- messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> you have, you know, you have WhatsApp stories as well. And you could, I think you can connect all of them together. So let's say I have your number, I'm following your account, and they're all interconnected in uh, between each other. So I see your story on Instagram, on Facebook, and on WhatsApp, like the same. 
Wow. That's uh, it's pretty annoying. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, how how is your your Instagram doing, by the way? Both accounts. So. My Instagram has taken a hard hit. I, I'm trying, I've, been, I've been trying to understand what is going on, really. Mm-hmm. Because I don't remember when, but I know I recall I did something. Oh, I remember that. So I did one thing that doomed me for life mm-hmm. on Instagram. And that was that I went and followed a whole bunch of people. Right? And then those who didn't follow me, I unfollowed. Mm-hmm. Because why not? And then some that followed me, I unfollowed as they followed me. And I didn't do this for... It's not a follow well, I'm for putting follow. out a secret there. Yeah, I, I did, the way I, I did it was... You know what? It was weird. So mm-hmm. I did it because I wanted to grow. You know, that's the ambition that most of us have out there when we're growing on Instagram. There was no organic growth uh, ever since I started doing the little change to my content creation style. So... The Instagram algorithm dropped me. I guess they might have flagged me as um, as uh, spam. Mm-hmm. So what they did was that they killed my content. Ever since, mm-hmm. there is no growth on my account. As you can see, I'm stuck at 2,000. And it stays between 2,090. And now, recently, I hit 2,104. But that took longer than a month. Okay. And the average account grows way faster than that. Yeah. So... My Instagram account is doing all right. It's alive, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking of migrating to a new account eventually okay. or migrating to a new platform mm-hmm. because I think that one is already doomed. Well, I, I totally understand that there might be there might be a case to to it. Um, maybe yeah. you just just wait for, you know, maybe the new year will be a new start for that account as well. So you just wait for that. Um, but yeah, you still have your other account that you just recently got into, right? That could be like a rebrand and then you get f- into that like in air quotes full time. So that would be your main account. Um, maybe something completely new. Who knows? Yeah, maybe I can get into something else different. The, the thing with the new account is that it is mostly about smartphones. So I like to post about other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the times I try to post uh, different things, the people rejected it very bravely. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were not engaged at all. So, you know, that's one of the things that I, I need to I need to work on on that account. Yeah, It's trying to expand the content and also, like, building a mm-hmm. better uh, fan pack in a way. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I totally understand. How's your Instagram going? Um, it's, it's pretty okay. Um, it, like going up and down you i have good posts where i didn't expect them to go really good um then i have posts where i put a lot of time into it and into them and it's like they're barely 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 gaining any likes but um that's fine i (laughs) um i i haven't moved away from instagram but i have put my 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 site on other stuff that i want to venture in um and also i have some stuff coming up for next year that I'm planning to um, have more interactive content on Instagram, but also Ooh. on YouTube. Um, Looking forward to that. Yeah. I, I can't get into that right now because nothing is set in stone, but once it is, I will, I will drop the bomb. <laughs> I'm definitely down for it, brother. You know, one thing um, I'm trying to develop a, 
a photography style. Mm-hmm. It's mostly for like just product photography in general. But I'm trying to work on creating something, some space in my house where I can shoot uh, products yeah. and professionally, you know. And one of the things that I know is that you you have been doing that for a little bit, not necessarily uh, for hire. I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. I guess you would share if you know. But I know you have been sort of like creating photos on your own style, and you have I think it's a piece of metal that you covered up with. Uh, with a print and you're shooting on top of that. Is that how, what is happening? That is correct. Um, I worked with a brand called Marmalade Catskins. Um, it's a German brand that does phone skins. Um, I reached out to them if they had any leftovers of like an old skin uh, because I, I was able to get my hands on a, on a piece of, uh, on, a sheet, on a sheet metal, like, uh, what was it, like three feet by three feet. Um, and they said, yeah, we do have this, you know, this leftover. It's like four feet by four feet or something like that. And I was able to, to put it on that on this sheet metal and cut it to size. And that's what I Ooh. can put on, uh, like, on, as a backdrop. That is perfect. It is. That sounds like a really nice thing. I'm trying to do something like that. Yeah, uh, sure. I'm trying to do something all black for Ooh. photos and a one that's also all white. That's nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, before before we close this you know this episode um let me give you a quick look out what's going to happen on my social media or and on your social media so um for for me um i've been more active on youtube and this week i dropped a nomad base station pro review which you should definitely check out i got some pretty pretty nice advice on which you should go for if you should go for the pro uh base station pro or not um, I will be, uh, dropping a, um, what is it? Um, oh man, I forgot what I recorded on the weekend. Oh yeah. It's a minimal EDC video that <laughs> I still have to, um, to edit, but I will try to drop it by probably by Friday. So tomorrow night. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Then on the weekend, I'm going to record and publish a video on my Loop Deck Live. And I will do a giveaway. So you should definitely stu- stay tuned for that on YouTube. Um, I will have a... Stu- oh, I'm so down for that. Yeah, you should be. Um, I will um, I will publish a story or f- have a info in my post uh, on Saturday or Sunday. Then the next weeks on the podcast, I will have... Th- Australian triplets. The first one will be on Saturday. Will be Matt Gray, who I'm very excited to talk Ooh. to. The week after will be Jackbots World from Melbourne, and the week oh, after, okay. which will round up the three-week Aussie trip, is Tarn Squarelism. Who oh, I haven't. Uh, that's that'll be fun. Yeah, that will be definitely fun. He's one of the one of the great guys on Instagram, and he's getting more into YouTube. And I can't wait to talk about his one wheel and stuff like that. But uh, this is for the next three weeks, and I have plenty more guests to unveil in the next couple of days, which I still have to. Oh uh, yeah, I saw the list. Yeah, you saw the list, right? Um, and there, <laughs> there's some pretty cool guests. I, I, with some I talked before about get hopping on the podcast. Um, some of you, some of them have been on podcasts just recently, but uh, yeah, it will be fun. I have, I will have some, some episodes like this with you, of course, during the week, 
trying to to sprinkle in some other episodes with uh, with guys that already been here. Just I want well, I would just want to talk to them again. You know, see how life is going. Yeah. How their social media is going, and just want to talk about um, recently uh, announced tech and stuff like that. So, and and big surprise. Oh. But still like. Almost unannounced, but I want to drop it here. Um, I have recently had like a m little come together with three of my closest Instagram friends. Um, we, I, I, I dubbed us the the Quadcast, uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> we're the Quadcast, and it's Matt Gray, Rich in between, five in between. And Michael Evans, and we're probably going to quad stream or quad cast an episode of the Maxwell Project. Oh, that's so dope. Looking forward to that. That's a hundred percent for sure. If we got some plans, I'll tell you that. It will be fun. It will be fucking fun. <laughs> I think I would love to see some video recording on that. And that is because it is so much more fun. It's to, to actually see expressions and see all of that. Oh. So if you guys can put that on video as well, consider that. Be prepared. It's going to be a hell of a ride. If <laughs> I just just a quick comparison. It's like yesterday evening uh, after you dropped in in the chat, in the group chat, you know, with the imposter. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, something, it's something like that. It's something like that. Oh, that would be so fun, man. And speaking of that topic... There will be more stuff like that coming. I can tell you that. <laughs> that will be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, also, if you haven't, check out my merch store. I'm currently still working on the whole issue um, delivering to the US, but I think I will find another shop just to have you American guys um, be able to purchase some of the gear. Um, and there will be new designs yes, in the next... 10 days probably <laughs> i'm looking forward to the new designs i saw a couple of things that are, are rolling around and mm -hmm. man I'm, i love that i would love to work on to get those going yeah i i do my best to have that done by the end of november sounds perfect <laughs> especially especially ready for the christmas days Ooh, yeah. man Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I think we course. should definitely look forward to the next episode, and it should be fun. I'm, oh, I'm, I, I'm cannot wait to see to show people what we're bringing to them and what we're gonna be doing. So it'll be good. It'll be nice good. talk. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening to episode number eighteen of the Maxwell Project with Miguel. I talk to you in the next one, and let's cue the music. Bye bye.